Hello, I'm Nikhil Ambury, and welcome to Real College Talk, your destination for honest and relevant college and post-secondary conversations. Our mission is to deliver real advice about the college application process and how to make it truly yours. Here to share their experiences with the college application process are Kundai and Kudzai. How are you guys doing? Sorry. Doing good. Yeah. All right, so for those of you who can't tell or don't know, Kundai and Kudzai are twins, but they're going to end up being in very different places next year. So Kudzai, tell us, tell us about where you are right now, what's going on? So um, I'll be headed to Boston College in Chestnut Hill in Massachusetts next year. Yeah. And I'll be headed to the University of Oregon in Eugene. All right, all right. So tell me a little bit about what high school was like being twins. You just kind of do what each other did, or what was that like? Um, well, I feel like it's definitely based off the way we were raised. Like, we were raised in a very, like, tight-knit um, kind of, like, style just because we're, like, in our culture, girls are more protected. And so we definitely stuck together a lot more. And that kind of stuck with us throughout our high school and all our schooling. Mm -hmm. However, at the same time, we also did a lot of, like, independent, like, we did our own individual activities. Um, I was very much into the political types of activities and clubs. So I was involved in um, a lot of different leadership positions, even a few um, statewide positions or other things like that. And while she was definitely more on the crea creative aspect, and so she did a lot, a lot of choir activities or art activities or things like that. Okay, okay. So what was your favorite part of high school? right off the bat as in clubs or sports or anything make this hard on you i think for us we were definitely recognized as like the social yeah i think we were really into the right. social yeah. side of high school okay and then you had your college application process mm -hmm. right and uh so what factors really influenced what colleges you applied to where you wanted to go where you ended up I think for me, I was very, this is kind of where we contrasted, I feel like, a little bit for college applications. I feel like I was super picky about which colleges I applied to. Um, I, first of all, doing an IB schedule, I wanted to try to apply to some of those really top-notch, like really hard to get into schools, just kind of as a reach school. And so I picked a couple of those. I picked a couple in-state. And then I picked, oh, most of my schools were kind of in that middle section where it's like, they're fairly competitive. Um, and yeah, fairly competitive. Um, my biggest thing that I wanted, though, was to go somewhere far. I knew I wanted to get out of Oregon, whether that was California, and I guess I ended up in Massachusetts all the way across the country. So, yeah. What about you? Um, for me, the first thing that I definitely thought about was going to an HBCU school, because as a student that had been growing, growing up in the system of going to um, the uh, African American Youth Leadership Conference and other things like that, we got to meet a lot of different people. So um, I got into Spelman and Howard, but those, during that time college process, I had planned on going to France for a gap year to teach English. And so um, U of O was the school that would let me like have my scholarships um, if I went back to school after that gap year. And, but I didn't end up going to that gap year. So um, I still chose U of O because it was a really good school for my product design major. Product design, how'd you get into that? Um, I think it really just started with my, um, my passion for graphic design and okay. it kind of developed more as I started to look into what I could actually do with my career if I kept doing something like that. Why graphic design? Um, I think as a kid, like, I've been through a lot of, like, sh different struggles and adversities, and I feel like, like, graphic design or art is something that has always stuck with me, and it's always been one of my passions, so I wanted to use that when I grew up. Okay, okay, so a little bit of a branch off yes. here. Being a graphic designer, or soon-to-be graphic designer, pick your favorite fashion company, favorite shoe company and favorite album artwork of all time? Oh, 
Halloween artwork. Oh, there's so many. Mm -hmm. Um, of all time, I really could not choose of all time, but I remember someone, I did like a thing on my Instagram, like my top three albums, and I remember picking Anti by Rihanna, mm -hmm. um, Channel Orange by Frank Ocean, okay. and then I chose, I don't remember my third one, but I definitely really like Daniel Cesar because I think, she says it's so cliche. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's one of those artists where like, um, I don't know, like a lot of my singing or a lot of my I don't know, when I sing, I usually sing by ear or like copy what someone else does. So I feel like that's how I learned a lot of like my vocal stuff. And then um, for shoes, you said? Yeah. I really like, I don't know, there's so many. I don't want to be basic. Um, be basic. Go be with basic. it. I don't really know. I'm not really a sneakerhead or a shoe person. Okay, that's fashion. Fashion. I don't know. Do you know that? It's, I don't know if it's a brand, but it's definitely like a fashion thing. Do you know the Betamalts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, I okay. really like their Instagram. Okay, so okay. she's extra bougie today. That's what it is. <laughs> All right, so what did you apply to? What are you planning on getting into for college or major or career? So I think this summer I kind of finalized what I want to do. It looks like I'm going to be doing a major in economics with a minor in business administration. Nice, nice. That's uh, the opposite of what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm going to do a major in business. Oh, in, uh, I think second major of minor in economics. Oh, wow. I just changed that. <laughs> yeah. So what do you want to do with that? Like, where are you planning to go with that? I think that's why I chose economics because it's such a broad major. Okay. There's so many different things you could go into. You could go into um, being a data analyst. Mm -hmm. You could go into uh, any sort of banking job. You could yeah. go into government, politics, law. There's so many different branches you could take with that. And then I think business administration skills always come in handy no matter what you're yeah, doing. For sure. Eventually you could become an entrepreneur, own your own business or you can just go on to do a whole bunch of different things with that. Okay. Yeah, so um, so clearly both of you had figured out what you wanted to do in college, and even if you didn't necessarily know what it meant later on. Why the colleges that you picked? Um, I think, well, I don't know. For me, I feel like I chose U of O just because it's, it's recognized quite a bit for, like, their design and product design programs, yeah, especially it being, like, the Nike school. Yeah, 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 And so sure. I think it was just a really good choice for me because if I did go over to Spelman or over to Howard, like, they, they would have had programs that I could have done, but they wouldn't have been as great in those areas that I wanted to study. Yeah, what about you? I think that, well, when it came down to which schools I was going to choose between, it was either Emory University or Boston College. And they were based, both offering me basically a full ride. Uh -huh. And so it was really either one. Um, but I got into this special program at Boston College called Options Through Education, or OTE, um, which provided me a whole summer at the school where um, through, through this program, that's where um, the full ride was coming from. Okay. And then I got to take three, classage, three classes which go toward um, my degree. So I earned like yeah. six credits this summer. I got to learn about a whole bunch of different resources and all of these other things. So that package is what attracted me more to go to that school. But once I'm at this school, I'm recognizing how valuable, I'm personally not Catholic, but how valuable a Jesuit education can be. Uh -huh. um, they really emphasize the idea of not only being, becoming more educated um, through academics, but as a person, you should change and learn yeah. the value of service and all these other things. And it's just, I can tell it's going to be an amazing experience. All right. So you're talking about your summer. Mm -hmm. So. Our audience doesn't know, but because I was just at Boston College for pretty much the entire summer, so while we were all out having fun, she was working hard and having fun, I'm guessing. Um, so what was the summer like? It was a lot of hard work. Yeah, like what classes did you take? I took a math class, um, an English class, and a communications class, and then we did a seminar 
which was just on different things like microaggressions or um, just different things like that. It was a lot of hard work. Yeah, I'm sure. Very difficult. But I mean, I made it out. Um, I got now I have six credits walking yeah. into my freshman year. Um, at the same time, there were a lot of moments for growth and for fun. I remember every Saturday we took a trip and that the school covered to different places like Martha's Vineyard or Six Flags or yeah. um, going around Boston just to do a scavenger hunt and all of these other things. So I got to learn a whole bunch of students from different states. In total, to do this program, it was 41 students um, wow. nationwide. And so it was a lot of fun. So definitely, definitely worth spending yeah. the summer there. Yeah, it was worth it. it all was right, worth it. that's awesome. Okay, so, um, you know, I know a lot of people who have gone through the college application process know that uh, college apps are a lot more than just sending in an application, mm -hmm. right? What was your, what was, what was your guys' process with that? How did you tackle it? Were you very last minute with it or very mm -hmm. deliberate? You take a lot of time. I think both of us really took advantage of the opportunity to use Common App as well as like pairing that with Google Docs where you can put your answers onto a separate platform mm -hmm. so that you could either use it somewhere else or so that yeah. you could edit it and have someone else look over it or things like that. I think for me especially, and I kind of like, because for me, I really tried hard for my college application process. Yeah. Um, being first generation American, our parents aren't um, accustomed to the education system here. Yeah. So applying to colleges looks different than it would in Zimbabwe. And so yeah, the summer of my junior year, I started already, how do you use Common App? Dang, how, do you, wow. how do you upload, um, how do teachers upload recommendations? Yeah. And like, I already had a resume, resume put together, but just making sure my resume was up to date, making sure all my activities were on there. So by the time it came to college application season, I knew how the program worked yeah. um, initially. Like I knew how, how to work the program. And so, um, yeah, I think it was difficult because we kind of started at a disadvantage yeah. because a lot of my peers, like their parents went to college and this and that. And my parents went to college too, but obviously the different system country, looks completely yeah. different. And that's the same, same with both of my right. parents. Right, yeah. right. And I think a lot of, um, something that a lot of people might not think about, but like those FAFSA nights were really helpful. Yes, they yes. gave you like a calendar and like the list of steps that you should take, like which days and which months mm -hmm. and the things you should complete during those times so that by the time you get to the actual college process, it's a lot easier mm -hmm. and you have all of those things completed so it's not as hard. Okay, and then finally, when the decisions came in, how did those decisions treat you? Were, um, was there anything about the admissions process in general, like in the nation as a whole that you wanna discuss? Mm -hmm. That's a hard question. Um, when I got my decisions, I was disappointed and I was happy. Yeah. Um, I applied to like a lot of different schools and I only really got into like, well, some I knew I would get into like the state schools, but the ones I really, really wanted, I really got into my third and fourth choice schools. Yeah. And so I was disappointed, but it's, you, it's that time when you realize um, that college applications even, or college decisions, are something that's, it goes all the way back to privilege. Yeah. Because there are just certain disadvantages that um, we faced as people of color um, when it comes to finances and all of yeah. these different aspects that hold you down from doing as well in high school. So your SAT isn't a 1590 or your GPA is not a 4.5. And it's because of factors that you couldn't necessarily control. Uh -huh. But when it comes to colleges, they don't necessarily, I think we're definitely progressing more, but they don't always necessarily 
consider all of the aspects and they don't necessarily consider privilege yeah. when accepting students. And so that's something that I learned the hard way when I got my decisions back, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, so. And what about you? Um, can, can you repeat the question again? Yeah, so like what, how did the college decision process treat you? Um, were you excited, disappointed? Obviously you could be both. Mm -hmm. And are there any broader statements you want to make about how college admissions are made? Um, I think for me, it was this, I, I think for everyone really, like you're always, there's always points of disappointment, but mm -hmm. also points of happiness. Mm -hmm. And for me, the first thing I was looking to get into was the HBCUs and I got into like the top two HBCUs there yeah. are. And so I was happy about that, but there were also some colleges that I really liked too, that I wasn't as happy with for not getting into. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, the college that I chose is like where I'm meant to be. And I think that's something we've talked about too. Mm -hmm. and, um, where you end up is kind of your destiny, and so I think you have to just take advantage of what you have and use it to your advantage to get like successful. So. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. We're gonna take a little bit of break from college questions. I know mm -hmm. both of you are super into music, so we're gonna do a <laughs> quick speed round of questions. Okay. All right. This is gonna be hard. Don't okay. ask any yeah, nothing too hard. hard. Okay. This is I'm gonna be sure. this is gonna be controversial. Okay. Okay. Both of you are huge Frank Ocean fans. Yes. All right. All right. Channel Orange. Or blonde? Channel orange. I can't answer that quickly. You can't answer that? Okay, you know what? I'm mm -hmm. going to choose channel orange because I feel like I'm not just choosing it because it's the first one, but I feel like there's there's more. I she know. doesn't know why she's choosing channel no, orange, I but think, I'll, I'll no, answer why I'm choosing I, channel orange. No, can I please answer <laughs> All right, more, no, 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 before you think I copied your answer? Okay. Right, I feel right. like there's definitely a lot more. I think every artist goes through a phase where it's their first, like, it's their primary album, like, it's their yeah. freshman album, so yeah. they're, like, that's who they really are, not that they're fake in their other albums, but yeah. that's from the ground up, like, yeah. that's their primary, who they are, and then when it, you get to those sophomore and junior albums, that's when they're, you see their transition and yeah. their progression, uh -huh. and that's their later developed on top of what they already had, yeah. and so I think, his channel orange is definitely like Frank Ocean, like the first Frank Ocean everyone okay. knew. Yeah. And like even the topics he'll discuss or like the different kinds of songs or the way he styles his music is definitely more mm -hmm. the original Frank Ocean. Mm -hmm. And then when you get to the blonde, it's the new and improved, I guess. I don't know. Awesome. Frank Ocean's channel orange, is, there will never be an album like that. Like okay. Frank Ocean's channel orange is an infinite album. You could listen to it millions of times. Like you could listen to that album on repeat and you wouldn't get tired of it because every beat and every lyric has some sort of intent or it can be interpreted like millions of different ways, millions but of different ways. I feel like I can't necessarily agree with that because if you look at like a song such as Pretty Sweet, like there's no one meaning to that song. That's there's what I so said. much. That's what I said. But you said that for Channel Orange. Yes, especially Channel Orange. But you can look at Blonde in the same way. There's just a different energy entirely. No, I agree See, I knew this would get them. I, I knew this would get them. I agree right. with that. All right, running with the freshman, sophomore album comparison. Um, Daniel Caesar, first album or second album? Second one was Case Study. What was the first one again? Oh, Case Study one. Yeah, no, what was the one before? Oh, Freudian. Yes, which one? Pick one. I think I know your answer. There's only one what correct answer. What do you answer. think my answer is? It has to be Freudian. I don't know. I honestly oh think, gosh. no, <laughs> because I feel like the albums are, that's like comparing apples and oranges, because I feel like Freudian definitely had like the slower jams and it had more like, it's Freudian. I, I can't comment because I listen to him loosely, 
I kind of messed up. I know you get because of me. I know you get upset with me, but I don't listen to you. We can't have that conversation. All right. Okay. Next one. Gunna or Young Thug? Gunna. No. Young Thug. Dude, Young Thug goes off. Okay, Young Thug goes off. Because I feel like Young Thug has that little, like, voice. Yeah. The, like, squeaky. I love that. His verse Maria, I'm drunk. He goes way too hard. His features are really good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. All right, so I got you guys there. All right. Last one. We're gonna make this tough. <laughs> Playboy Cardi. Mm-hmm. Think of someone who's kind of in his vein. Or Uzi. I knew you'd Uzi. say that. Uzi, hands down. Ooh, wait. Really? No. Because he hasn't put out music I'm, in a I'm minute. I'm an Uzi now. head. I feel like I like I literally <sighs> have funny. a playlist of all Uzi. That's really songs. hard. Yeah. Why would you do me like I'm telling you, it was a hard question for a reason. Okay, I don't know, kind of Cardi, though. Think about it. Like, Uzi's the one, like, the weird one, and, like... Yes, but, like, Playboy Cardi has those beats where, like, you could just... Peterborn played a huge role in Cardi's career. Yeah. I feel like that's not Playboy Cardi on his own, though. Uzi, like... Well, it's the music. It's not... We're not looking just at him. Okay, let's let's think about this, then. I would reconsider... I would say Uzi only because I purely believe I like Playboy Cardi more because of his beats as opposed to him as an artist. Okay. Because I feel like Playboy yeah. Cardi is not as creative as an artist as Uzi is. Isn't beat selection yeah. part of artistry, though? Yeah, it is. It is but you but have to, when you movie. use the mix and your voice as a combination to make something really good, because yeah. Uzi can pick a beat and have good bars right. on it. Like, okay. You, right. Like, it's All a right. package. Cardi, it feels like it's usually one or the other. Yeah. Okay. Like, either the beat went off or he went off. Yeah. Okay. Uzi's both. All right. So we're going to return back to our college stuff. <laughs> I'm going to rope you guys back in. All right, so you were talking about HBCUs, yes. right? And you were talking a lot about privilege mm-hmm. in the college application process. Mm-hmm. Tell me how you guys feel about the landscape of minorities in college applications right now, especially with HBCUs. Can you reword the question? Yeah, so um, you, uh, Kundai, applied to uh, how many HBCUs? I only applied to those two. Well, the two best HBCUs <laughs> in the nation, Howard and Spelman. Uh, those are historically black colleges and universities. What do you feel like the landscape is for uh, minority students, especially black students, in the college application process? By landscape, do you mean opportunity? Yeah. Okay. And like, what, what kind of opportunities there are? Like? Are there any disadvantages, anything like that? Mm-hmm. Any perceptions, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I believe that in the United States, there was a system that was already put in place to put people of color at a disadvantage, which started very, very long ago. Um, Obviously, slavery and from there, Jim Crow laws and from there, just this systematic oppression. oppression. And so when it comes to schools, in order to create, create a more equitable system to compensate for the disadvantages that people of color have been set through, um, have been put through, I should say, there are opportunities where students of color have the chance to apply to certain schools or apply for certain scholarships, mm-hmm. and they they will get a bit of um, a bit more of an advantage. Mm-hmm. However, it's not necessarily an advantage, but a way to make things more equitable. Because the first African American school didn't even open until the 1800s, yeah. and even at that, they were segre- segregated. And so the quality of education that students of color received in in 1800s, and even from the 1800s, in some areas even up to this date, are not equal to the same um, level of education or quality of education that people who are not of color receive. And so these kind of scholarships and um, these kind of scholarships in um, applying to different schools 
are not are not to put people of color above people who are not of color. It's only to create. It's only to create. It's a form of compensation right? for a, yeah. the, the generational oppression that people right. of color have faced. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and no, go ahead. Oh yeah, so you applied to um, some big HBCUs. Mm -hmm. What was your mentality in applying to HBCUs? I think my main mentality was that as someone who's grown up. Okay, originally we grew up in Texas, which was a very um, black-dominated area. We grew up in Dallas, Texas, and then we yeah. moved over to Oregon, which was very white. Very and not. so <laughs> it was a big contrast, just like the balance was so heavily, like being the only black student in a classroom was very normal for us by the end of high school. And yeah. I think I just really wanted a difference. Like, I think that's what I looked for because I know a lot of the historically black schools are mainly people that are black or of color in general. Yeah. And so I think I was really looking for something mm -hmm. like that. But it seems like you found your place at mm -hmm. University of Oregon. I'm yes. super happy for you. Yes. One last question to wrap this all up. If you could give a piece of advice to yourself, your freshman self, and to anyone right now who's going through the college application process, what would you say? I would say take take your grades seriously. Um, I did take my grades very seriously, but I think anyone could say there's always room to improve in any, any way. Um, especially if you are someone who is disadvantaged in any way, take advantage of study groups or resources provided at the school, whether that's extra library hours or books you can check out or teachers you can see on your personal time or retaking tests or redoing assignments. Take advantage of all of these little things because they slowly accumulate to help your grade. And even for me, um, I am working very hard in college so that I don't have to be like, why didn't I try harder? Even so far, just my summer term, I managed to finish with a 4.0, and that's something I'm proud of because that's something I wish I would have pushed myself to do more in high school. So take advantage of what you can do. And I feel like something that people don't realize, but that's really important, is that even as a high school student or someone that's very young, networking is very important because yeah, those are the same people that will write your references, the same people that will get you internships or opportunities in the future. And so I feel like as even as you're doing your college process, those are the same people that will read your application or are willing to give you that reference or are willing to help you through the process because they've done it before you. And so yeah. I think that's something a lot of people should remember. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much, both of you. Yeah, thank, um, thanks for yeah, talking to us, that was fun. Yeah, um, do you have any social media shout outs you wanna do for yourselves? Yeah, follow me on Instagram, k.udzai underscore. Um, my Instagram is k.undai and my Snapchat is S-I-N-G four the number four and then l <laughs> all right and so if you guys couldn't tell um they are some of my favorite people in the world so thank you both so thank much you for coming on and um please make sure to follow real college talk on instagram make sure to check us out on youtube and spotify follow myself at n-i-k-h-i-l dot v-n and morgan at morgs two underscores a-n-n-e Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to follow us. And in the meantime, keep it real. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you.